Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He's Big Chris Newton. We come at you every week talking Buffalo Bills football. And don't look now, but the Buffalo Bills are now stringing wins together. (laughs) By hook or by crook, with beauty or with ugliness, they're coming out with the big W's. What do you think about the direction of the Buffalo Bills Big Newt. <laughs> By hook or crook? I didn't know you had that in your vocab, and I like it. <laughs> I've got cliches for days. I like it. I like it. I'm happy, man. To the three sitting square on top of the AFC and the AFC East, man. Big win. I know it was ugly. A lot of people got opinions about it. We're going to talk about it. But, hey, when we win, man, Big News happy. So, And here the Buffalo Bills are, like I said, Not doing it with style points, but they win on Saturday night against the Miami Dolphins. They clinch a playoff berth. Is this what we saw coming when we thought the Bills were stumbling a few weeks ago? I think so, man. And and the thing about it is what's good about it, and we're going to talk about this more in depth, um, the fact that Josh Allen didn't play necessarily well. Um, Mm -hmm. I would even say we're going to talk about the man, the the quarterback for the Jets, man, he probably looked better. Oh. He looked like he he looked like he handled the elements better. Um, but it you can see from the beginning, it was a lot of errant throws. I mean, the very first series, who was that? Stephon Diggs, or was that Davis? It came across the middle, and he was, was wide Diggs. open. It was yeah. Diggs, wide open. He couldn't get it there, so it looked like uh, the elements was really affecting him. And in contrast, the Jets quarterback, who I, hey man, game ball to him, man. And if you you're an athlete, a football player, you ever played the game, we would turn his butt up, man. We would turn that kid up. And Jalen even said it the second hit he took. Jalen was like, man, we folded him like a lawn chair, like you could just see, man. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was so funny, man. I died laughing, bro. You could just <laughs> That's see it. Ed Oliver hit him square in the chest. His whole his arms went forward. His legs went forward. And then Ed Oliver's shoulder pass was just in his chest. And he was on the ground. And it's like, once again, I never wish injury on anybody. Uh, well, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna <laughs> wish, I'm not gonna wish a long-term injury to somebody. But if okay. you get dinged, dinged up and you get knocked out of the game, like Quentin Williams got knocked out of the game, I was so happy. Because he was murdering us. 
So yeah. I, I'm, I'm, he's going to be okay. Just you know, get a little leg cramps, or you know, you know, not not a ruptured spleen, but just you know, sore ribs. I mean, come out the game for a little while. Flacco comes in, you know. So I'm happy about it, man. It worked out. Well, then he comes back in the game. Talking about Mike White here, yeah. comes back in the game. Then Matt Milano gets like a seven yard running start with nobody touching him and. I was watching it with a group of people and all of us simultaneously went, Oh, so he's, he's down on the ground and everybody, everybody is like, would you please take this poor guy out of the game? Yeah. But but they, they sent him to the hospital afterward. Yeah. And it's one of those situations where he knows he has to stay and this is kind of bad, but he knows, man. And I love it. And that's why I even tell my kids, man, don't come hobbling off the field and act like you're dead. And then after this game, you run around chasing people. Like, I hate that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so with him, he's really, like, I had to be dead for me not to come back in the game. Because you, if he comes out the game, he don't know if he's ever going to get back in the game. You see what I'm right. saying? Because yes. now Flacco come in, well, Flacco come in and have a hot game. So they right now don't have a quarterback. So – I mean, it could be him. And I tell you, man, that galvanizes the locker room seeing that guy take that kind of beating and still get up and stand in there and make the throws. Because I, I was thinking, you know, by the third hit, I was thinking mm-hmm. he was going to – I ain't going to even say third hit. I'll say the second hit he took, I'm thinking he going to start seeing ghosts when he came in there. You know what I'm saying? Like he going to throw the ball. And he did. He had some errant passes, but I was like, it's bad weather. It was snoring, snow, uh, snowing and sleeting. And so he did have some errant passes, but he stood tall in the pocket and made some throws, man, even after he was taking those hits. So hats off to him, man. I mean, the dude knew that he was going to get lit up a few different times, and he just – he stared it in the face and still went through with his throw. He wasn't ducking. He wasn't scared at all. Now, we, as Bill's Mafia, we are – football fans yes we're buffalo bills first but when we see good football played i think most bills fans will tip their cap to to good football and i'm telling you i think mike white made a lot of bills fans fans of mike white with just the grittiness he had to keep picking himself back up off the ground and staying in the game and i mean it was to the point where when the bills were getting their hands on him I was wondering if they were actually trying to go easy on him. They're like, dude, mad respect. We do not want to hurt you more. Right. And and you touched on it, man. It is even past good football. It's the heart, man. It's the heart. Because you think about football, and I know the older people that listen to our show, they can feel this. Football is not the same as when we were growing up. And now yeah. I'm, I know I'm talking my age now. Like, oh, get out my lawn, kid. Oh, in my day, oh, when I <laughs> I used to walk to school in snow and four and four feet of snow two but miles it is away. But it's different, and so to see people get hit, and and that's part of it. I mean, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but yes. I want to see big hits. Like that's what makes football different than anything, and it seems like. Uh, UFC has taken over that. Boxing, I think it's kind of fell off at night. UFC, like, people want to see that, dude. That's what makes football the greatest game. And his injuries are part of it. That's part of the game, you know? So, to see that and to see um, the referees keep their, uh, you know, the towels in their in their pants, like, yeah, man, like, don't throw flags on that. 
You know, I, I love it, man. That was great, dude. Well, they were, I have to say, especially the Milano hit, was probably the hardest legal hit you will ever see in the NFL. At this point, I, yeah. 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 And yep. I mean, he came in low, at like midsection area, not like below the knees or anything like that. Right. Lit him up with the shoulder, but didn't wrap him up, did not drive him into the ground, didn't land on him at all. And that's exactly the way they script it. And man, Mike White, he knew, he knew he was going to get lit up. Right. And he just still hung in there. I just, I can't say enough about the guy. He's the type of dude that like, if he ended up on the Bills as a backup, I would be thrilled because yeah. it's yeah. it's clear his teammates love him. They were all wearing Mike White t-shirts. You don't do that for no reason, right? Right. Nobody was wearing Zach Wilson t-shirts. He's a tool. <laughs> He's a tool. But yeah, man, I yeah. mean, anybody who, like I said, I keep saying anybody who ever played the sport, like I said, when he was down on the ground, he couldn't catch his breath. I mean, we've all felt that at some point when somebody yeah. jabbed you in the stomach and you just like your your eyes watering. It ain't like it isn't like it hurts so bad. It's just I cannot breathe, and so it's like at a point you think, "Am I gonna die?" Like that runs through your mind, and so I think we've all been there, even if you didn't play football, man. And you saw that on his face, like when the medics kids they kept the camera on him, and he's like he couldn't catch his breath. You right. know what I'm saying? So. Just to see that, man, that to me, man, is snowing, it's cold. That's what it's about, man. Big hits. And like I said, you get respect from that. Like, he'll be okay. They took him to the hospital. He'll be all right. But now, hey, big ups to him. Big mad respect. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I love it, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. And let's bring this back to the Buffalo Bills. What we can say as a result of it is – the Buffalo Bills defensive line was somewhat dominant yes. in that game. The The Jets had a very hard time running the ball. They only got um, 76 total rushing yards, three and a half yards per carry, and they were hitting the quarterback. Granted, the Bills were dialing up more blitzes than normal, but that's beside the point. Blitzes don't work if the defensive linemen aren't, aren't getting there. And Daquan Jones... He played more snaps than normal because of the injury to, uh, to Jordan Phillips. Greg Rousseau is stepping it up. He had two sacks and a forced fumble. Mm-hmm. Shaq Lawson and Epinesa also had sacks. And let's be honest here. Shaq Lawson looks like a good player out there. How is this the same guy that got himself run out of Miami, got him run got himself run off the Texans, got himself run off the New York Jets. And here he and is I, playing big snaps. And I don't know if you just saw the video but buffalobills.com just tweeted out. I mean, this was personal for Shaq Lawson. He uh it's a video after the game and he was like, "Y'all stop playing with my y'all play with my money cuz he was owed like 9 million dollars and that's why they let him go." And so after the really? game they got a clip so you know that's personal, man. You know, people don't like when you play with their money, man, you know? Playing How with would my you money. react if somebody played with your money? Well, I don't know if you I don't know if you ever seen the first Friday, but I reference Big Worm. You know what I'm saying? He said, he said <laughs> I love so the movie Friday. Okay, he said so eloquently, playing with my money is like playing with my emotions. 
And that's how I feel about it. <laughs> you can't play with a man's money, dude. You know what I'm saying? But no, I digress, man. But yeah, I, so I'm glad that he had a chip on his shoulder and it's uh, deep into the season. Sometimes you got to have those things, man. It's cold outside. You know, we try to grind out when it's ugly. Sometimes you got to dive in emotionally, man. If that's your chip on the shoulder, hey, I'm all for it. But I'm certainly glad we got him back. So, and he's produced. Yes. And I, I'm glad the Bills were able to get this win because they had some weird moments, right? Mm-hmm. Like, th- there's things that keep showing up in the games that I'm worried are going to hold the Bills back when it comes to the playoffs. But before we even get to the playoffs, I, I do want to discuss the fact that there were people that had them left for dead after they lost two out of three games, weren't putting up a lot of points. The defense was kind of coming and going. We see that there are major problems with the CB2 position. Dane Jackson is terrible. And yeah, Kyrie yeah. Elam can't even get on the field, even though he's yeah. active. Yeah. So, like, th- this is an issue. They throw at Dane Jackson literally every play now. It's been going on for weeks, and I, I don't know what you can do about that. You had a blocked punt. You had bad performance on third downs. I mean, the Bills punted more than in any game since before 2001. They had fewer yards on any time since the wind game mm-hmm. against New England. Right. There was a bad uh, challenge. There was you know, special teams, like I said, the blocked punt. And all of this still, oh, and let me throw in, the Jets had a ton of injuries. They were missing a bunch of starters as the game went on. They just, it it was just like a mash unit over there. The Bills still won, but these things are concerns going forward. How concerned are you about these types of things that are showing up? I'm not that, well, I'm not going to say I'm not that concerned. I'm not going to say that. The things that we have going on are the ebbs and flow of of the season, Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, once again, I've been beating the drum about our running game. Like I wish we, like yesterday was the day, uh, that I wish we could have seen us run the football more with our running backs instead of Josh Allen having once again, half our rushing yards. Yes. You know, so if we would have ran the ball better and controlled the clock from that standpoint, um, I would have felt better about the win. It probably would have looked better. But it was even though Dane and yes, you are certainly correct. Dane Johnson, it felt like he was getting picked on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that Elam's not in and he's active, that's concerning because no one knows why. Um uh Tredavis White played uh, I believe like a hundred percent of the snaps, so that's positive. Um, but yeah, when you have a dominant, it was a dominant performance by the defense. And so yes. that makes me feel good. Once again, going back to what I said in the intro, that Josh Allen didn't have to be Superman and we still won comfortably. Okay? Yes. Um, but, yeah, I, I do understand. So when you say am I concerned, I'm not concerned because we won, all right, and we're still number one in the AFC. Like, so, I, you know, I don't want to be that guy. Like we see on our fa- uh, Facebook mm-hmm. pages, I don't want to be the guy complaining because, you know, we're 10 and 3. So, right. yeah, we dropped a couple, I mean, but we, neither one of us thought we were going to go undefeated. So nope. we're finding different ways to win, and you're right, the block punt. But, I mean, how often is that going to happen? 
I mean, that's, that's not going, going to happen very often. What <laughs> does concern me more than anything is just the rash of dropped passes by the receivers. I think there was another five dropped passes yesterday, including Stefan Diggs. And anytime he doesn't catch the ball, I'm like, wait, what the hell just happened? <laughs> because right. that's so unusual. Right. Yeah, there were a lot of drop passes. I, I agree. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, man, it's like Drop two more. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. Um, John Brown. I mean, if he would have, I don't know if you remember. I believe it was like the second quarter. Beautifully thrown ball in the mm-hmm. corner, but Sauce made a great play. But if he would have held on to that, that would have been beautiful. So I don't know. That wasn't um, entirely on John Brown either. The ball was a little underthrown. Was it was and, yeah, and put in a position where John Brown was running out of sideline too. If, if that ball was thrown five yards farther downfield, I mean, Sauce he, was burned on that yeah. play, and the throw brought Sauce back into the play. Right, I totally agree. He could have ran under it, and like I said, I mean, Mike White. I, I, I mean, he probably like once again. I mean, I'm not throwing rocks at Josh Allen, but he probably played better, you know, and he was under duress, you know, so. I would have liked to see Josh play a little bit better than he did and once again run the ball better. But uh, when the defense playing like that, it's not too many people that's going to beat us. And that may I, – I guess the bigger picture to me is I didn't know what we'd look like without Von Miller now. This out for the season. Uh, mm-hmm. It was announced. Uh, ACL surgery on – was that Thursday or Friday? Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know how they would come out and play. Are they going to be flat? It's cold. Winter, and I mean – Winter elements. It should be the same thing. I I believe in Buffalo this weekend. Um, I wouldn't know. I'm going to be in the Bahamas, so yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah, yeah, man. I'm trying to be like you, man. I want stamps on the passports, man. Stamps yeah. on the passports. So well, I got a lot of stamps on the passport, but let me tell you where I don't go. Anywhere that has a lot of sun. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. You're going to go hanging out on the beach, and <laughs> I would, you know, if I were to go to the beach. I would be under an umbrella or a hut or whatever, and I would still have the SPF 100 slathered all over me to the point where it looks like clown makeup. Because you know what? The reflection (laughs) off the water. The reflection off the water burns me. It doesn't even have to be with direct sun. You think that's funny? (laughs) city, the reflection off the water geek is burned, man. Yes. I don't even have to be direct. So like, oh my god! <laughs> Do you think it's I'm easy kidding. being me? Because it's not. The, the one thing, like I've said this before, the one thing that sustains life on Earth is also the same thing that's actively trying to kill me. Damn son. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead, bro. Oh, my God. Wait, you didn't know there was a thing that you could get sunburned from the water? <laughs> indirect indirect sunlight can kill you, bro. Like, I, I don't, I mean, I guess not that you brought it up, but I don't have, <laughs> like, I don't have those concerns. I mean, I was, I, I, I'm obviously in an interracial marriage and my kids are biracial. But my wife, yeah, she gets burned and she stays out there like, like you know, like all day. But it isn't like, oh my god, here's the sun, like, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna um, be out here an hour, like, oh my god. <laughs> they found that the sunscreen that works the best has titanium oxide in it, uh, so it basically is like a mechanical reflection to the sun. Titanium oxide is the same thing they use in paint 
in order to make the color like cover up the the coating beneath, right? <laughs> so they literally put the same stuff in the sunscreen that I use that they use in paint. So when I put it on, it is so, so white that I'm always like, <laughs> it makes me go, oh my God, my teeth are so yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I can't do it. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> I've never heard you laugh so hard outside of me sneezing. I'm sorry, y'all. I should, because I'm sure we have listeners that suffer from the same affliction. I, mean, so I don't want to act like I'm making fun of people who are, you know, I, oh, my God. Uh, you know, I think it's affliction a, is really a good word for it. <laughs> I just, it's how you delivered it, man. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But please don't think people who, who, (laughs) people who have, (laughs) there are, um, I don't know. Is it melatonin challenge? I don't know what I like. What (laughs) I like to say pigmentally challenged. (laughs) I don't want to act like people who are challenged in this way. I don't want to act like we're making fun of them. So, I mean, I, I'm sure people who suffer from the same thing. I understand you're problem. not making fun of them, but you're definitely making fun of me. I, no, it's your delivery, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's you. It's only you, bro. Oh, my God. Mm. Mm. What were we even talking about? I have no idea. I think it was something about the Bills. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. probably, considering it's a Buffalo Bills podcast. No, no we were talking about, I said, because we were talking about the weather and the elements. I think snow's in the forecast in New York. And I was like, well, I wouldn't know because, you know, I shamelessly plugged the fact that I'm going on vacation. So yeah. that's why. And then you okay. told me about your experiences with the sun. <laughs> So, so you would go to the beach. You'll be wearing like long sleeves and stuff, and a hat yeah. and shades, and yep. you'll be wearing like a like you would like want to wear a sweater sweater and long pants before you really get comfortable. I, I typically wear like a big floppy hat, something that covers my face and neck, kind of thing, okay. and um, then I always have a t shirt on or rash guard or something like that. Like I'll put on a rash guard if I'm going into the water. And then, yeah, like like swimsuit bottoms. My my legs tend to not get terribly burnt, but my feet do. So that's kind of weird. Your legs don't get burned, but your feet no. do. It's because I'm like, I, it's because oh. I'm the opposite of you. I'm super hairy. I'm not an <laughs> eel like the big loop. This man called me an eel, but I shave. <laughs> I shave, so it, I'm not. I mean, I still wouldn't have a whole lot of hair, but I shave. So yeah, I'm not well, my last name is D'Amico, so you know I'm a hairy dude, <laughs> and uh, there's enough on my legs that pretty much reflect um, the sunlight away from them. <laughs> oh but it's it's red hair, so it glows in bright light. Gotcha. <laughs> so what what are we gonna name this pod today? It's gonna, we're just gonna talk about Jamie's affliction. <laughs> just, it ain't gonna be just recap. It ain't gonna be Miami Dolphins preview. It's gonna be Jamie's affliction. Oh my god, this is awesome. <laughs> it's gonna be boring, man. Oh my god, great job, great job. Hold on a second, I gotta take my sweatshirt off. <laughs> you made me laugh so hard that I'm sweating over. <laughs> 
I got to take my sweatshirt off. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm, mm, mm. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Is this a football show or a comedy show? Like, what what's going I on think, here? I think this is a comedy show. And can I? I just thought since we're on a roll now, can we just veer off? I got a funny story, but I got to share with you all. <laughs> I gotta, oh my, my god! Here we go. Me. Okay, so you know my in laws been here the like the last month, right? And so yes, they Ooh, the last up. month. Well, the last month and a half, they came for two weeks. They went home for two weeks, and then they came back for two weeks for Thanksgiving. Mm. So. The last month and a half, they basically spent a month here, okay? <laughs> and so then I dropped them off at the airport on Saturday, right? And so I was like, man, my wife is a savage. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, dude, your parents was packing up and leaving. You come out in your nightgown, your little house dress, and then you got the bucket with the Lysol and the cleaning supplies. And then my kids just start dying laughing. I was like, you don't realize what you did, dude. Like, they weren't even out the door. You you was, like, pushing them out the door. You already got your bucket of cleaning supplies. Like, I'm like, dude, wait till they leave first. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was her own family? Yes, this is her mom and dad. Yeah. It ain't my parents. Huh? She's like, mom and dad, you filthy. Well, you know, my my wife is very, you know, she's OCD, very, you know, so she's like, I'd never like from my standpoint, our house is never clean. But like if this, you know, she feels like if she ain't dust in two days, the house is dirty. Oh, God. You know? Like she's like that. I vacuum every day because I want to see the lines every day, you know, like that. <laughs> and so, you know, we don't have a very big house. So it's like kind of stuff everywhere. So, it's you know, you know how it is. And so, uh, yeah, she had the bucket and the mop and everything. Like, she hugged them goodbye, and I took them to the airport. <laughs> she was like, I got to clean this house. I was like, wow, you are savage. Oh, my God. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> the, kids, the kids was dying laughing, dude. But I just shared that with you. Yeah. Like, like, wait a minute. The, the kids busted up laughing, like, in front of your yes. in-laws, too? No, 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 no. This was after the fact. Oh, meeting. okay. After, you know, once we got home, I was like, man, my wife, you're, I'm like, Lee, you're a savage. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know what you did? And I'll explain it. She was like, and we just started laughing about it. So, so did, did she see, did she see it as funny also? Or yeah. was she like, what? What's no. the problem here? No, yeah, she was like, yeah, we're like, yeah, I was, yeah. I ain't gonna say ready to go, but you know how it is, man. When you're, yeah. you know, 
That's all. It's just ready to get back to your normal. And plus, we're going to see them next week. We're going to we're gonna go to Florida and we're going to spend Christmas with them. Man, when is enough enough, man? I know. You know. <laughs> but nah, they're great, man. That's why I'm like, I, it, I totally, that's why I feel like I can laugh about it because they're totally cool. You know what I'm saying? And if yeah. I, and, I, and I'm always going to be somebody who support, like, because they come up here, spend Thanksgiving, they want to see Simone basketball games, Jalen football games. So I'm all for that because I think grandparents mm-hmm. are very important in the maturation process of your younger kids, man. So, you know, and like I said, my parents are nothing like that. Like my my mom hasn't visited this area since Simone was born 15 years ago. So oh. they're not big travelers. They're more home people. I'm mm-hmm. not going nowhere. If you want to see me, you got to come see me. You know what I'm saying? We old, so you got to come see me. And so Lynn parents, my wife's parents are more like, man, we go on the road. Like they wanted to go on a cruise with us, but they just couldn't get a room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they go, man. Ain't no grass going under their feet. And I love it. So, um, and, and they're pretty easy to get along with. I mean, once again, when you have six people in a, house it you know you know what i'm saying it's like, a lot it's a lot you know what i'm saying so just to get back to your normal habitat normal but yeah they if they ever had to come live with us it'll be no problem we just have to make adjustments we have to get a bigger house where we have more room man you, know? you are such a good person you know how most people talk about their in-laws now i i'm in the same bucket as you where i think my in-laws are the best they, mm-hmm. they're just like salt of the earth kind easy people to get along with Mm -hmm. but that's not what most people feel about their in-laws yeah Yeah. (laughs) because i even tell this story to a lot of my friends they're like man you ain't ready for them to go you ain't ready for them to go and i'm like well you know obviously i want my living room back you know what i'm saying (laughs) you know i can't you know they're in the living room watching their stories you know what i'm saying you know you call them stories you know that stories (laughs) all day they watch stories and you know my uh father-in-law's an ex-cop so he watched all his cop shows and he's the type of guy that like to flick channels so if it's a game Uh, on it's a commercial he'll flick to something else and he'll flick to something else i'm not a flicker you know what I'm saying? So you got to go to the boom boom to watch your yeah, football. Yeah, so I spent a lot of time in the boom boom room, but I just thank God that I have, you know, I have a boom boom room because what well, if that was the only TV? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I only have one TV. Yeah, see that would see. So you'd have to make a lot more adjustments than I did. And then, like I said, you know, sometimes I probably spend a little bit more time at the YMCA and I probably go on more errands than I normally would just to kind of get away and clear my head, you know. But I think that's healthy. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But at the same time, I think you are a more kind-hearted person than I am because, like, (laughs) if my father-in-law was a channel flipper, I'd be like, listen, Chester. Okay, my father-in-law's name is Chester. I'd be like, listen, Chester. I'm taking that remote, and you're not going to disturb me for the three hours while my game is on. <laughs> Chester. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, but I tell you, it's sometimes where, you know, because they're, you know, they're very positive, and sometimes I could get a little, you know, like we had a situation where, you know, when Simone plays a game, and then I'll, you know, I'll tape it, and then we'll watch it. And then uh, Bernie came in. That's my father-in-law. His name is Bernie. <laughs> And he came in, and he's the type of person It's like, don't pick on my granddaughter. It's always somebody else's fault. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, oh, come okay. on, get out of here. Cut the comedy, man. That was a foul. That was a... And I was like, yeah, no, I can't do it. And I just turned it off after like two minutes. I was like, I just started doing something. I was like, we'll do, we'll do this later. 
because we're not uh, going to get anything productive out of this. Because you need to have you, objective film study. Exactly. I mean, we're I mean, talking about not, a girl who's trying <laughs> to get a, a D1 <laughs> scholarship in right. a Power 5 conference. Exactly. You need to be objective about yeah. what you're looking at. How right. can we improve the game, you know, technique, everything. Exactly. You cannot be making excuses. But at the right. same time, I understand he's protecting his little girl and that right. is a beautiful thing and that and that's cool you know what i'm saying it, that's it why, is it's that's really why cool. i tell them i'm like yeah go over there with your grandparents have your little time because i'm gonna tell you i don't know if you saw on twitter we beat bird who no one thought we was gonna beat on thursday and she hit mm. the game winning shot i don't know if you saw it i retweeted i did it. see it okay and so now it's like Everybody, oh, Simone, you and I was like, yeah, go with it. They, she jumping up and down, and you know, and I'm happy for her to have that experience. All right, but she played probably the worst game she ever played. I was, I told her, really? I was like, yeah, but you won't get that from watching the tape because she only posted the game winning shot. But I was like, if you would hit your free throws and you would have played better, we wouldn't have never been in that situation. Oh. But but I let her have her time because we won. You see what yeah. I'm saying? And so we won. Coach gave us Saturday off, so we didn't have practice because we won, whatever. And so I wanted her to have that experience without me just jumping down her throat, being on her head. But, yeah, sure. eventually by Sunday, I told her. I was like, yeah, you won. That's great, but it shouldn't have came down to that. Let's play this week to where we don't come down to a last-second heave to win the game, you know. And she, <laughs> under, and she understood, you know. So, sure. but, well, yeah. Well, the other thing is you're – you're not mean spirited in how you do it. I've, I've seen you have these conversations with people and, and your kids are there for that because you treat them with respect when you're talking about it. How many parents and coaches are just assholes to the kids? Like what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. And and that's not how, that's not how you go about it. Well, I just hope that, that, that my children, because I'm sure they probably do think I'm a hole at, at times. Well, of course, hopefully- they're, they're kids and she's a teenager. Well, they're both teenagers now right. and they're supposed to think you're an a-hole. Right. You know, just because I'm dad. But even when her coaches, her trainers, they say the same things, we're past that point where I just look at her like, yeah, I told you that. Like, why are you looking surprised? So, But sometimes it got to come from a different voice. But I just hope that they – because a lot of times people only remember the bad stuff, so then they overcompensate for those things when they have children or when it's their right. turn. You know what I'm saying? Um, not just with parenting, just in, in fraternities. Like, I got one line brother who – you know, we took paddles a lot, and that's all he remembered. So then once we became alphas, he always wanted to paddle people. And I was mm. like, man, you're, t- you're a big because he played football. And I'm like, dude, you're hurting these little dudes. Man, no, we took – and I'm like, dude, that's all you took out of our process is us getting paddled. And so that's why I had to try to ring them in. And so even with children, I know Simone and Jalen are probably going to be like, well, I'm not going to be on you like dad, your grandpa was on you. You know what I'm saying? I'm on them, you know. And I get it because they probably going to remember. Hopefully, they know how much I love them and try to get them better. But they, I'm sure they was like, man, I just want my kids to be kids and let them play because mm-hmm. they're probably going to remember the bad stuff. Probably, I don't know. I well, hope you know, it's it's not like you're you're Amon Ross St. Brown's father. That that guy's insane. The right. one who was getting his children up at three a.m. Yes, and, and drilling them and yes. controlling everything they ate and Eat. did and said and right. how they looked. You know, it's it's one thing to be supportive, but the thing is, your children are athletes who potentially have an athletic future, and they want this also. Mm-hmm. 
Like they're going to sit there and argue with you at times and be like, no, dad, you're wrong. I'm good. But you're also telling them the good things that they do and you let them be kids along the way. Right. I mean, I was, in my father's eyes, I was going to be a major league ball player. And then I turned nine years old and went to the league where kids started pitching. And that's the age where my uh, eyes started changing. I wear glasses. Uh, as I, I, you know, but the listeners may not, mm-hmm. my eyes started changing. It became very tough for me. Um, and I also was so afraid to strike out. I was afraid to swing at the ball. So right. I just stood there with the bat on my shoulder and tried to walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That didn't get me too far. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily my yeah. father came to the realization at that age that no, this is not somebody who I'm going to push because he's not going to get there. Right. And and I know it's hard because we all think our kids can do the, everything. I mean, I get it, you know. So I'm sure it's hard, you know. Um, for him, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> for me, not so much. <laughs> but that would have been great, man. Baseball makes a lot of money, man. Yeah, they yeah, sure do. And um, let me tell you how many miles away I was from even sniffing the varsity baseball team in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. I don't have those uh I don't have those Newton athletic genes, man. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but but yeah, man, um I don't know. I don't know how we gonna rein this back in. <laughs> we uh, we're, dude, we're, we're family, clearly but. done talking about football. Let's let's just let let let's just call a spade a spade here. Well, you don't want to talk. You don't want to at least talk about the Miami game getting flexed to Saturday night. Yeah, I guess I, I do mean, want to talk about that. Are you? I mean, I'm excited, man. And it's like, okay. And then remember, um, we were talking about this beforehand before we got on the air. I was like, you watched the game, and he's like, hey, did you watch it? I'm like, no. I started watching Will Smith's new movie, Emancipation, which is an awesome movie. Uh-huh. Um, it's about slavery, but uh, I was like, I didn't want to watch it because I feel like <laughs> if I would have watched it, Miami would have won. So I just kind of kept up with it, <laughs> um, you know, on my phone while I watched the movie. But that's awesome, man. Like where we're sitting at the top of the division, top of the AFC, because they lost, man. And now this is a big game. And now they're coming to our elements. We played in the 100 degree weather on South Beach. Now you got to come to Orchard Park playing the snow, you know. Exactly. And, Tua's not playing well right now. And uh, Tyreek Hill, he even though he had probably the best play you ever seen in the NFL, he picked up a fumble and ran it back 60 yards for a touchdown um, after coming out to the game saying he had a sore ankle. So hopefully he's hobbling a little bit. And uh, we could catch him reeling and get him a, get a big W this weekend. That'll be our fifth in a row. That that would be phenomenal. And yeah, like I said at the beginning, don't look now. The Bills are stringing together wins, and this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. This is how you do it. If they keep doing this, they're going to find themselves the number one seed in the AFC, which is exactly clearly what you want. You want that week off. Now, I don't know that the Bills are necessarily a good... I don't know that they're a good bad weather team because they're a passing offense, right? Right. And... The running game hasn't been great this season. It's shown some signs of life lately, but you know, clearly wasn't tremendous against the Jets. It might not be a bad thing if the Bills have to go on the road to warmer places, but here's the thing. Where, where are they going to end up going if they don't have the number one seed? They're going to end up in Kansas, Kansas City, City or Cincinnati. Or Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. 
Other and cold those places. are really the only two teams that concern me right now. Other cold places. Mm-hmm. And like I said, man, my, my thing doesn't change. I'm not going to move the goalposts. I want the number one seed. You know why? Mm-hmm. We get a bye. All right? So maybe yep. we can rest, get a week, get guys healthy if we need it. Um, do you lose rhythm because of that? I mean, I don't know. I don't see us in – we're not in a good rhythm right now. You know, so I want to see us have to take one less game, one less game of people getting hurt. Mm-hmm. We can get guys back and see how that goes. And I, I just want to see, can you come to Orchard Park and beat us? I want to see it. It's I, a I, definite advantage playing at home, especially with Bill's Mafia there. Yeah, because you got to think, man, we only lost one game at home this year. And that was a game we should have won, the butt fumble. So, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so we lost to Minnesota in a game we very well should have won. So we only got three losses and two of them was on the road. So, I mean, I want to see it. It, I want to win the Super Bowl. I swear I do. I think this is an opportunity. But more than anything, all right, well, not more than anything. The next thing is I want the number one seed to see what the path would be to the Super Bowl. I want to see something different. Yes. You know. And I have to be honest, those Chiefs look awfully good, and the Bengals are doing what they did last year. They're getting better and better as the season goes on. Now that Jamar Chase is back, they look like a completely different offense. And they do. honestly, if the Bills were to play the Bengals – I would be really concerned because who's going to cover those receivers? Right. They've got 3,000-yard receivers on the team. Yeah. It ain't going to be and easy, man. It ain't it's gonna not going to be easy. You know? That's why – but that's what we've been saying the whole time. Though. That's why we need to win now because mm-hmm. you got you got a young – I mean, you know, last night, uh, Herbert against uh, Miami, a good Miami defense. You got to worry about them getting better. The Jets are going to be good, bro. I hate to say it. The Jets are going to be good. They're Saul a tough Garner, out from now on. Yeah. Sauce Gardner might be arguably, they said, uh, what's the grading system, uh, PF, PFF? They're saying that he's grading out as one of the best corners in the league as a rookie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. you got Quinn Williams. He's a great D lineman. They got a good defense, bro. They've got a and good defense. If they can get any semblance of quarterback play. Yeah. They're a really good team because also you look at the receivers. Corey Davis is a good player, and he's yes. their number two. He's receiver. their number two. They have a rookie running back who, if he didn't get hurt, was going to go for over 1,500 combined yards from scrimmage. That's right nothing to he's at. And they had yeah. one of the best drafts that we've seen happen in the last 20 years in the NFL, the way these guys came out of the gate. And if they can maintain that momentum and continue to be coached up, they may have drafted themselves like three all pros in yeah. one draft. Yeah, man. That's a tough yeah. out. They're going to be good, bro. <laughs> That's why I'm like, we need to get this now. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I wish we still had Von Miller, of course. But Gray Rousseau came through, man. He had two sacks and Lawson had a sack. So maybe they could, you know, pick up the uh, slack a little bit. But we got to get it done now, man. And so it's, I think the, I wrote the time is good, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, and, and, uh, us getting the number one seed, man, you can't ask for too much better for the path. You know what I'm saying? It's like the college basketball. What's your role to get to the final four? That's why mm-hmm. you look at the brackets. Like, how does it break? You know? So if we get that number one seed, man, Hey, it might break our way. I hope so. I pray, you know, 
Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um, well, the Bills are in the driver's seat right now. What they have to keep doing is stringing together wins because they control their destiny. Yeah. Yeah. They control how, their destiny. How awesome was Dawson Knox drawing uh, <laughs> going under <laughs> center? And then uh, wasn't they jumped over uh, the center? He jumped over uh, Mitch Moore's, man. It was hilarious. Yeah, Mosley. Yeah, Mosley. And they were both laughing about it too, weren't they? Like Mosley was cracking up afterwards. And the thing is, like if we're being honest about it, that was probably illegal motion. Yep. Dawson Knox took like two steps toward the line of scrimmage. Right, exactly. Exactly. But I like it, man. It was I like the way they drew it up and everything. That was, you know. Yeah. I don't hate it. I, I think it was really smart. Yeah. So and I'm glad it worked in our favor. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Do you think we was would have snapped it? Or no? You think no, we just think so. caught yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. So, yeah, it's going to be a great game Saturday night. The game got flexed, 8-15 Eastern Standard Time. So, yeah, I'm going to be looking forward to it as I'm drinking a margarita or Jack and Coke or rum and Coke or something. I'll be having something in my hand watching it on a cruise line. I actually have concert tickets that night, uh, so I'm going to have to record the game and watch it when I get home. Who are you going to see? A band called Oh He Dead, which is local to DC. And I know a few people that are in that band, and apparently they're pretty big now. Okay. Um, but interesting story here. They all left their jobs to go on this national tour. And two weeks later, COVID hit. Mm. So naturally, their tour got canceled, and they all had to beg for their old jobs back. <laughs> man, <laughs> talk about a leap of faith, man. And, you know, just like nobody saw, just like nobody expected the Spanish Inquisition, nobody expected the COVID shutdown a few years ago. I know that's right. Anyway, buddy, I've got to wrap up. All right. Well, I just wanted to say uh, Brittany Griner returned home. Thank God. Um, thank God she's came home. And uh, let's get our other American that's over in Russia detained, the ex-Marine. They got him on trumped up charges also. Hopefully we can get him home too. So um, big win this weekend. Got another big game this uh, coming up weekend. So as always, after a big win, you get the hey, 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 hey. Shout out to Sal Capaccio. Let's get it.